0: This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 28. Today we hear about the African crested porcupine. Try to guess three mystery animal sounds, animal and zoo news, and a lot more. And hello and welcome everybody. My name is Fred Fishman and I am your host for the Visit the Zoo podcast and this is episode number 28. And I am the author of the 12 book 120 animal series on ebook, Kindle, audiobook, DVD. And I hope that you check that out. By the way, the new anthology, which uh, has all 12 books together in one volume, has just been updated. And it's available on Kindle and also as a print book as well. Primary place to get the links is at zooanimals.info and that is our main website, and I'm going to be doing a upgrade of that in the next week or so, and I should have it finished by, I would say, the end of next week or before the next episode. So that is zoo, animals, plural, animals.info and you can also check out my author website at frederickfishman.com. It's spelled F I C H M A N, frederickfishman.com. And if you want to help and support everything that we do here on Visit the Zoo, you can go to our Patreon site at patreon, P A T R E O N, dot slash visit the zoo. Okay, let's get started. Now, well, this is our segment, our first segment, which is Zoo News. I usually read stories that are fairly upbeat and fairly positive and fairly constructive. But there are two articles that caught my eye this week that I thought I would present to you. I had a little problem reading through the second one because it's so distressing. But I'll go ahead and I'll just read these two and give you some of my thoughts too that this is first story is from Fox News and it's titled kangaroo dies after being pelted by bricks from tourists trying to see it hop a kangaroo was killed and another injured at a zoo in southeastern China after visitors threw bricks at the animals to try to get reaction The tourists at a zoo in South China pelted a kangaroo with bricks in an attempt to see it hop, but the animal was fatally injured. The AFP reported Thursday, citing state television, the marsupial died after a few days after suffering a ruptured kidney, the report said. A few weeks later, another kangaroo in the enclosure was slightly injured in a similar incident. The report said that visitors at the Fuzu zoo in Fujian province are known to try and get the kangaroos to hop. The zoo reportedly said it will install cameras and do something to stop that activity. Uh, The report showed the kangaroo with a nearly severed foot being treated for its injuries. It's unclear if anyone was charged after the February 28th incident. NDTV reported that China has few regulations for its zoos as an aside. Well, you know what? They should get some regulations and put some guards on, on some of these enclosures and arrest some people. All right, back to the story. Uh, NDTV reported that China has few regulations for its zoos and wildlife park and pointed to a June incident where a donkey was dropped into a tiger pit due to unhappy business investors. I'd say there's a problem there at the Fuzhu Zoo in Fujian province, wouldn't you? And this next one is a long story. It's from The Independent, and it was published on the 21st of April, 2018. It's a long article. It's more like an essay than a simple news article. Man, I I read through it. I had a difficulty reading through it, but I'm not going to read you the whole thing. I'll, I'll just give you the highlights of it when Audrey Gaffney first read about Raju an elephant kept in chains with spikes embedded in his ankles she couldn't stop the tears pouring down her face in fact I cried again and again I found over the next few days I couldn't get this story out of my head I couldn't stop thinking about Raju and as an aside as I read this story I think you'll probably feel the same way she went on to say, I couldn't believe the cruelty of my race. The young elephant had been snatched from his family, she explains. His mother either would have been killed or spent weeks searching and crying for him. He was beaten into submission. Raju then spent the next fifty years, that's five, oh, fifty years, forced by his handler to beg in the street, starved, frightened, suffering infected wounds to his flesh. But the time of his rescue, he had resorted to eating plastic and paper. Raju was just one of thousands of elephants treated this way in India. Taken from their families in the wild, shackled, beaten, whipped, and exploited like slaves, these elephants, ironically, India's icons, are painted and dressed in colorful decorations to be paraded around in regular festivals and processions, They are the world's forgotten elephant victims. They're fed the wrong diets, and their nourishment is terrible. Malnourished and deprived of medical care, captive individuals of endangered species rarely survive this, unrelenting neglect and torture for a natural lifespan. The mortality rate in Kerala, which is a state in southern India, is shocking. 58 died in 27 months already, just in 2018, Twelve have succumbed, according to KSC, since then. In seven years, the death toll is 350 elephants. There could be no more damning proof of the hellish conditions and treatment meted out to these elephants. Elephants are shackled in heavy chains that wound the flesh. For all the abuse, injuries, and mental torment, it is not the pain or the infections that usually kills them early. It's the intestinal impactions, blocked colon, by being fed the wrong diet or insufficient water. The condition means they die a miserable and painful death. Campaigners have had enough, gathering outside the India High Commission in London. They've stayed a, staged a protest to draw the attention of the of the New Delhi government to this problem. Seeing the photos and hearing the accounts is harrowing, said Miss Mossman, who is a campaigner for the elephants. She says it's vital if their welfare is to improve. The world needs to know how handlers use banned weapons and restrain them with heavy shackles often tightened so severely that they cut through flesh, causing raw bleeding wounds that are seldom treated. These practices are banned by the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act of 1960, and then the Wildlife Protection Act of 1972, but campaigners point out that the laws are routinely ignored. Elephants are paraded with no ownership papers or parade certificates or fake fitness certificates, breaking the Wildlife Protection Act of 1972. Well, I mean, this this article goes on. I'll just read another couple of paragraphs. The 3,000 temples that rent out elephants to festival organizers are run by four socio-religious trusts. Listen to this. Any elephant that makes it beyond 60 is purposely neglected and abused, treated as a disposable item, so the owners can make hefty insurance claims. Elephants are allowed to die so that owners can receive payouts there's a whole insurance agency in india surrounding this in which the owners and brokers make the most profit a dead tusker that suffered intestinal blockage is covered with a cloth and most captive elephants die young after years of pain well i think you get the idea i really do So let me just read this last part, and that'll be the end of it. The London protest and letter also have support of absolutely famous star Joanna Lumley, whose messages are, One of the most influential Indians of all time, Mahatma Gandhi, said, The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. India, listen to his words and implement them. Our article sums everything up. The world supports your laws against cruelties to temple elephants, but only you can ensure that they're enforced. Let's cleanse our palate now with our next segment of Visit the Zoo, where I present three animal sounds, and you try and guess what they are. So let's play now for you the first animal sound. I think you've got that one, but let me play it one more time. All right, here's animal sound, mystery animal sound number two. Mystery Animal Sound, number three. I let that last mystery sound play all the way through. The track is one minute and 28 seconds, but I thought, you know, I just need a little more cleansing of my mind after those two stories. And those are our three animal sounds for today. And later on in the episode, I'll tell you about who these animals are. We are now at the point of listening to our full animal description. This is one of the 120 animals in my 120 animal series, 12 book series of Visit the Zoo. And this is from one of the first three Visit the Zoo audiobooks that I've recorded available on Amazon and also on Audible. So let's hear a little bit about the African Crested Porcupine.
1: This fellow will get your attention. He's called the African Crested Porcupine. He is not a creature that you would want to bump into in the middle of the night. They are nocturnal creatures, which means they are most active at night. Those long, scary, pointy things are called quills, and this porcupine is covered with them. When threatened, the porcupine will rattle those quills, hiss, and stomp his feet. He then will look back directly at his attacker, and if contact is made, look out. Someone or something will get stuck with a quill or have one lodged into flesh. The crested porcupine lives mainly in northern Africa and in every European country around the Mediterranean Sea, but mostly in Italy. Their favorite foods are roots, bulbs, but they don't turn back a juicy insect if they can get their teeth around one. They are about 24 to 33 inches long and live in monogamous family groups, one male and one female. They are terrestrial and they do not try to climb trees at all. But if you see one coming your way, climbing the nearest tree would not be a bad idea for you. Okay,
0: and that is a very ugly-looking animal that I don't think anything gets near. That's the African crested porcupine. Okay, let's go back to our three animal sounds, and let's see if you guessed what these animals were. Let's go to the first one. That's an easy one. I think you know that that's a cow or cattle, and they are the most common large domesticated ungulate. An ungulate is something with a hoof like horses and rhinos and pigs and giraffes and camels and deer. They were first domesticated about 10,000 to 11,000 years ago and they're raised now for their beef, milk and also their hides. There's a 2011 estimate that 1.5 billion cattle are alive at any one time on the planet earth. They're considered as wealth and property, and they come in various sizes and colors, some horn, some not. They can weigh anywhere from 600 pounds to the record largest ever recorded of 3,840 pounds. They are gregarious, and they need and crave the company of others. They graze on grasslands and in the Hindu religion, they are venerated and protected. Here is our next mystery animal sound. Let me see if you guess that. If you're a birder, maybe. That is a red-chested cuckoo. It's a medium-sized bird, about 12.2 inches long, and it's found in Africa, south of the Sahara Desert. They're basically gray with a reddish-colored chest, of course. That's why they're called the red-chested cuckoo. They're solitary and they're very vocal. They live in forests and African plantations. They love insects, slugs, snails, berries, and they lay brown eggs, about 20 eggs per season and that is the red-chested cuckoo okay here is our final and last mystery animal sound let's see if you guess this one I didn't let it play through all the the way through like I did the first time. Uh, You may have heard that tapping sound. That was a woodpecker in the background, but the bird that you heard up front is the missile thrush. And it's the most common bird in Europe and is found throughout Europe, also in Asia, and also North America. Now, some groups are year-round residents, especially in Eastern Europe but in Western Europe and in Asia, they do migrate. Their colors are pale brown and yellow with black spots, and they have a gray and white throat. They have round heads and long pointed wings. They're found in the woods and parks and hedges. They eat insects, but they prefer holly and mistletoe plants. Wintertime, they guard those mistletoe plants
1: ferociously.
0: They measure about 11 to 12 inches long, and they have an 18-inch wingspan. Their average weight is 4.6 ounces, and they are mostly found in pairs, and they're monogamous throughout the year. And that is the Missile Thrush and the three mystery animal sounds for today. And we'll go to our last section of this podcast, and this is where I read either a poem about animals or... I read quotes about animals. And I decided, because I like I couldn't decide which one to do on this episode, I decided I want to do both. So, let's start off with the quotes first, and then we'll go to the poem. Uh, this first quote about animals is from the Greek philosopher and mathematician Pythagoras. And if you went to elementary school or high school or junior high school, you'll remember the Pythagorean theorem, I'm sure. Animals share with us... The privilege of having a soul. Okay, I think I agree, Mr. Pythagoras. By the way, he was a Greek philosopher, and he lived from 570 to 495 B.C. This next quote is from A.D. Williams. I couldn't find anything about him, so but I'll read his quote anyhow. When I look into the eyes of an animal, I do not see an animal. I see a living being. I see a friend. I feel a soul. This next one is from Gregory Maguire, who was an American novelist, excuse me, who is an American novelist, and he was born in 1954. Animals are born who they are, accept it, and that is it. They live with greater peace than people do. This next one is unknown. We can judge the heart of a man by his treatment of animals. We got a quote here from Groucho Marx who was a comedian of stage and screen and radio. He lived from 1890 to 1977. A black cat crossing your path signifies that the animal is going somewhere. That's true. Finally, this is from Skin Deep by E.M. Crane. One of the most extraordinary things about dogs is their total lack of self-consciousness. A dog never questions its own beauty, its own worth. A dog just accepts itself, and they live for the moment. Those are our quotes, and now let me read this poem. I really like this one. This is from Marvin Brado Sr., and I don't have any sourcing on him, but he wrote a great poem. Animal is a creature, a mammal or beast, can be a brute or a swine, at best as a human being known as a living thing. Animal is made of a flesh, some skeletons, blitters of blood, a weight of brain, with gut of feelings, excited by a sexual drive. Animal is of all sort, has different breed, but one thing is universal. Survival is an animal instinct. Well that is our Visit the Zoo podcast for today and I want to thank you very much for joining me. I hope that you will check out the latest updated edition of the anthology of all 12 books in the Visit the Zoo series. That that volume by the way runs 349 pages. So it's a it's a hefty book for sure and it's on Amazon either in print or on Kindle. And you get the links to that book and all the individual books at zooanimals.com. And it's plural. zooanimals.info. And like I said earlier at the top of the podcast, the update is coming probably within a week. My main author website is FrederickFishman.com, and that's spelled F I C H M A N. And if you want to help and support all the things that we do here at Visit the Zoo, you can visit Patreon.com slash visit the zoo. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash visit the zoo so thank you once again for joining me i love doing these podcasts and i hope you enjoy it listening to them take care have a wonderful week and i will talk to you again and see you again next week on another episode of visit the zoo